0: you're listening to stream talk repeat i'm your host rj this is our first ever episode uh basically i wanted to start a new podcast because i miss podcasting i was previously on a podcast called just surprise me which is still going strong be sure to check them out basically the reason why i left is honestly uh they're all on like the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Scheduling got really difficult once I had my daughter. prime time for them for recording was prime time, daddy time for me. It honestly just it, it didn't work out, but I love those guys. Uh and uh hope the best for them. Anyway, so I decided to start my own thing, and that is this, where I'm gonna talk about all the stuff I'm streaming, my overall thoughts kind of reviews and occasionally have a guest on here and there and on this week's episode we're going to talk about well three things that i watched recently one would be nobody the film that is now on hbo max two would be the book of boba fett on disney plus and three the show taking everybody by storm on hbo max peacemaker And So let's go ahead and uh, get started So we're going to start off with Disney Plus show The Book of Boba Fett Well, what can I say about the bloated, boring bastard of a blockbuster That is The Book of Boba Fett Kind of sums it up Honestly, I have more bad things to say about this show than good However, I find myself still watching it every week when it comes on because I keep hoping and hoping that it gets better and it just doesn't. The show has pretty good moments. Um I you know, I really dig the the flashbacks for a lot of the stuff. Um like the Tuscan Raider stuff specifically. The one thing that I strongly Kind of like just kind of bummed me out was uh them actually showing him escaping from the Sarlacc pit. Reason being is I feel like it was very underwhelming. And I think they could have done something better and taken a page out of everybody's favorite movie about pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is uh, how. Jack Sparrow escapes the island like everybody has their own version of it you know oh he made twine from his hair and wrangled two sea turtles and blah 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 and like it's kind of just left up for mystery for the majority of the of the film I feel like they could have done that but just never reveal it and so everybody has their own story about the legend of Boba Fett and how he escaped the sarlacc pit and instead it's just oh he blew he literally gave it a bad case of acid reflux with his fucking uh, with his flamethrower and crawled his way out again kind of kind of kind of boring and <sighs> guys I really want to like this and like I said there are some good parts the Tuscan Raiders with like the train scene that was entertaining um, him actually finding kind of a home with them was, was good because if you watch like the Clone Wars he kind of always wanted that he wanted that crew especially when he was younger after his dad was killed like he wanted a place to call home and and people to call family and then the Clone Wars and things that happen after or during the Clone Wars just kind of mold him into wanting to be a complete uh, isolationist and, and and just be on his own. And I appreciate that the show's trying to build upon that and break him out of that again. But man, it's just a whole lot of walking around doing nothing. Nothing. I mean I get that you're trying to do like the western thing where like oh he comes walking into town blah 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 but they've used that trope like at least once or twice if not three times per episode practically it's 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 just befuddling to me how much time is spent on screen doing nothing it's it's a little ridiculous and No amount of fan service at this point, in my opinion, some would disagree. But in my opinion, can redeem, like, make it better. Like, oh, there's that one droid from that one fucking scene and blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? I mean, yeah, that tickles your pickle every once in a while. But tell me a fucking story. You had this trailer that really made it seem like it was just the godfather of, of, you know, of star Wars. You had this, this proposal that you heard about from day one of when Disney bought Lucas film of like the idea of doing like a underworld kind of thing under the streets of Coruscant. And, and this is, this is, you know, what came of it. And it's very lackluster. The mod gang is stupid. In my opinion, like, I get that it's established lore. If you read the books and stuff like that, that there are sex of people who do modify themselves, but this just looks bad. It's very cyberpunk, but not in a good way. It doesn't fit the, the idea fits the lore, but the execution does not. It's too shiny. It's like, Jesus Christ, the fucking, the, the, the speeders, the, the, the Vespas, the space Vespas, each, each one had a different color. Like, they were fucking Power Rangers. I know that's a trope that's been going around, but it's a trope for a reason. It's very, very Power Rangers. It's very spiky. It's to quote my friend from uh, 60 Cycle Hum, Steve Rowe, friend of the show. Robert, Robert Rodriguez has two modes. He has mariachi, machete. And then he has Spy Kids. And this is Spy Kids. It's so, so annoying. So annoying. This entire show is just... It's it's so bad. And I think they know it's bad. And the reason why I say that is because episode 5 was straight up just a Mandalorian episode. For fuck's sakes. It was a Mandal... It was like... Here's what happened. This is what I imagine happened. They're sitting in the writing room, right? And they're writing up to episode 4 and they're like sitting there like, "Shit. I don't know what we're doing. This is this is garbage, but we have a deadline to make. Uh we got to, you know, we got to have this by this. Let's let's peek over to to the the Mandalorian season 3 writing room and see what what they got going on. And Beg them to give us something so what do they do they go over there they knock on the door and like hey our show sucks give us something whoa well, we were gonna use this for season three episode one Mandal- uh the mandalorian or mando getting a, a new ship uh and it's a Naboo starfighter and it's on tatooine great let's let's, let's take that and uh and and, and arrive it because we we gotta we gotta reel these guys back in because we just don't know what to do. Setting up this show for the climax, and that's what they did. Episode five was a good episode, a great episode for Mandalorian. Had no business being in Buckle Boba Fett, and I'm sorry. It 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 just it really really does it. Uh, and I know Mandalorian's got its own list of problems, but. It's still somewhat enjoyable as a Star Wars fan. It had enough of a story, enough of interest, enough of lore to have you invested. This does nothing but fan service. And that's it. Now, this might change in the next two episodes, but. Man. Four episodes of really nothing happening. One episode of Mandalorian. And now you're coming up with quote unquote the climax. And I think this goes to show that. Dave Filoni and all those guys. They appreciate Star Wars and they're doing an okay job here and there. But Lucasfilm's problem in my opinion is they keep getting these quote-unquote names uh, to to do these shows when I think they really need to let Dave Filoni just have his shot at writing something live action now I understand you know if you watch the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian I understand that he doesn't know enough about live action to feel comfortable being in that position at the same time Everything he does is pretty damn good. Um, I still stand that the last season of the Clone Wars, the final four episodes is some of the best Star Wars ever brought to any screen anywhere. So he has the capability of being able to write great star wars i just wish they would let him have a little bit more say with the live action because and i could be wrong i haven't really like you know researched who wrote what or who may have a co-writing uh credit but the episodes worth robert rodriguez just are just awful um the the chasing on the bikes is just awful it's shot poorly it's written poorly and i just this whole quote-unquote mod crew for boba fett is just stupid and they bring in my opinion nothing to the nothing to the story other than you know thundercats uh uh, cameo performance, and that's the. Actually, let's talk about the cameos now that I'm talk, Now that I brought that up, the cameos on this show. Fuck. In my opinion, they're kind of bad. But uh, have you seen? You know, the the dude from fucking Office Space. Have you seen my stapler? Fucking. <clears throat> Danny Trejo as the raincore trainer. It it just guys it 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 just doesn't fit. It just stands out in the worst kind of way possible with all of them. I'm sitting here in silence just because I want to scream and fucking anger how much i hate this fucking show how much of this show just pisses me off oh man now i got friends of the show well that's if they listen this is the first episode after all but i have friends believe it or not somewhat uh and they 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 like this show a lot more than me. Matter of fact, for the season finale, I'm hoping to get Mr. Eric Pabone of Masters of the Cinematic Universe Podcast Fame to come on and debate the show. He has a very a much more favorable look on this uh on this uh show than I do. But at the end of the day, this show really, really reeks of sequel trilogy vibes. Didn't go into with a plan. Just didn't know what this would actually do for the overall lore of Star Wars in general. But they had an IP that everybody fucking loves. They had a character that just everybody obsesses over. And since the Mandalorian was such a fucking hit, let's get another Mandalore uh, uh, Mandalorian thing going. And that's a whole other debate on whether or not you can serve Boba Fett Mandalorian. uh, We'll save that for another time. Overall, guys, I'm going to keep watching because I, at this point, feel obligated to. Only for the sake of maybe it leads to something else. Now, this is a sign of things to come for other projects such as Kenobi and Ahsoka Or even Mandalorian Season 3. I'm kind of scared. Again, I get Mandalorian is not the best written show. But I never thought Star Wars in general was the greatest thing written ever. But it is one of the most enjoyable things to many of us ever. And that's okay. However, Buck of Boba Fett is not. And that's just my thoughts on that. Let's go ahead and talk about the new HBO Max hit series, Peacemaker. Now, a little bit of a backstory as far as what I thought going into this, right? Which was, one, do I even really want to go into this? Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed The Suicide Squad. However, Peacemaker wasn't why I enjoyed the film. Um, I mean, his banter with Idris Elba's character uh, was pretty good, but Peacemaker was just whatever, right? So, I actually didn't even, like, really... I missed the first week when they dropped, like, the first three episodes, and I missed and basically after the fourth episode came out really was I was, I've been watching succession, which I can talk about on another time. Uh, but I need something a little more lighthearted, uh, had just finished Cobra Kai. So, you know, I was just looking for something. So I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna give this a shot. And I'm so, so glad I did. I've been enjoying the shit out of this show. Uh, just James Gunn is James Gunn just kills kills it with uh me actually liking peacemaker like this show has made me like peacemaker as a character more than than the suicide squad did and it it basically picks up right after the suicide squad um which i didn't know how they were going to do i didn't realize you know I think they alluded it's been a while since I saw the suicide squad. I think he they do show that he actually does live. But I kind of forgot about that movie and 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 wasn't sure. Anyways, obviously he lives and this is about his uh his new adventures with this new crew uh tackling this conspiracy of what they call, you know, the butterflies. And uh, it's not until episode 4 really that you get into what the Butterflies actually are. And essentially this sh- entire show is a DC version of a squad tackling a conspiracy much like um, ev- Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, and it's... A, Ton of fun. It leans into the cheesiness. It, it's really got slither, um, slither feels as far as like, you know, it's comedic, but also like kind of like pan, deadpan humor. Um, another series comes to mind would be like The Evil Dead. Like, it's intentionally cheesy, but you, it's still serious. Um, and I keep mentioning horror franchises, but really that's, that's kind of like the, the vibes that I get as far as the conspiracy of these, these, you know, mosquito looking butterflies, uh, uh, becoming hosts of powerful people in the government and like a new world order, blah, blah, blah. So this crew is like off the books, uh, by, uh, Viola Davis's character, uh I'm forgetting her name right now. Um uh Daniel Brooks actually plays her daughter in this, which is cool, and that's kind of like a secret that nobody knows, uh, which I, I find kind of appealing because they're they they they're alluding to something overall bigger with her character. And you kind of see it kind of p- bubble up here and there with like manipulation of of like vigilante and things like that. With uh, trying to kill Peacemaker's dad, the white dragon played by uh, Robert uh, oh shit. T2 from uh, Terminator and, and also in the X-Files Roberts. Fuck, I forget his name. Anyways, you guys know what I'm talking about. We're gonna call him White Dragon because that's that's the character he is, which is like a supervillain that was literally a <laughs> a just uh, the head of the Aryan Brotherhood, all that stuff. So, just an overall wonderful dude, an outstanding citizen, if you ask me. Uh, but really, just a fucking racist piece of shit that uh, you really fucking hate. Like you just fucking hate him so much. Um. Anyways, right now we're, I've watched up to episode five and I'm excited to see where this goes. Five episodes in, they've really got me hooked. By the way, guys, if you want to know the kind of fucking show this is, just YouTube the theme intro. Just watch the intro. If you don't think the fucking intro is entertaining in any kind of way, then this show isn't for you. If you do like it, then I highly suggest Picking up the show on HBO Max or wherever you can find it. Um, and it's just James Gunn as best. Like he fucking doing his thing, and I appreciate it. That the the DC has really allowed him to lean into the kind of humor that he was known for before he went to doing things like Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's a great outlet for him because apparently he's got a lot of it built up because he's just putting out these bangers. Um, it kind of, it's season, season, uh, uh, actually, hold up. Before I talk about the latest episode, I just want to say overall, the banter is amazing. Uh, it's crude uh, to, you know, like typical, you know, James Gunn. uh It's snappier. And honestly, these episodes go by so quick, unlike the previous show that I mentioned, Book of Boba Fett, which is, as you know, as you just heard, I'm not the biggest fan of. So this is kind of nice to to wash the palate by watching this show. Um, So episode five basically leads off where they finally think they found the distribution center of the food that the butterflies need to ingest in order to survive. Which they do and they get there and um Peacemaker, his dad makes all all of his helmets. And I didn't realize these helmets had superpower, like, you know superpowers to him essentially so like in the first episode he has the sonic boom there's another one that you know gives you scabies i guess uh and this one he's wearing uh, happens to be x-ray vision which is perfect because the butterflies host with inside like the brain and like the 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 spinal cord i guess you know and so he goes and turns it on immediately starts shooting up up the place because he finds them them all um And they're shooting it, clearing this place out. And then they run into um, a gorilla that was stolen from the zoo earlier on. And it turns out that butterflies can also... Uh, excuse me. I've been drinking uh, vodka and uh, some energy drink, just be specific. Um. Anyways, so it turns out they... Can take hosts of other animals. In this case, they take hosts of a gorilla. Now, I'm not sure if this is Gorilla Grodd from like The Flash. I don't believe it is, only because, well, it dies right in there, then and there. Uh, I think his name's like Economist or something. His last name, but the the guy that he makes fun of, uh, uh, Die Beard, as Peacemaker calls him um because he dyes his beard takes him out with the chainsaw and kills him he has one line the gorilla has one line you know some like you know fucking to deal with you know i'm gonna crush you humans or some shit some hulk-esque stuff to spark some kind of intelligence but i don't think it's gorilla grod um And if you know anything about Gorilla Grodd, he gets his thing from like radiation or something that increases his brain activity. Who knows? Maybe it was just a throwaway because they knew that this wasn't going to do anything. We all know that we do have the Flash movie coming up that rumor has it is resetting the universe because they're doing Flashpoint. Anyways, it was a... Cool little, cool little scene. uh, Regardless, anyways, you get, you know, after that success, they're all riding high, the whole team, and they kind of are just, you know, celebrating. Um, Daniel Brooks' character goes home with a a, a peacemaker or and or John Cena, and just has a drink and is like talking about how like he's into hard hardcore or something like that. Uh hardcore as uh court, hardcourt, I believe is her name. Is a character that she's sort of the love interest as in love interest to the extent of peacemaker just has a thing for her, but that's as, about as far as it goes right now, but they are building a team. And and they're talking then she leaves to go back home because she can't sleep. She or she goes home, can't sleep, then goes to the office and Peacemaker's helmet's there. The x-ray helmet and she puts it on and she's looking around getting freaked out by it. You know, but she's like, oh, this is fucking cool. Then looks over at the lead boss. I forget the character's name and finds out that he is a butterfly and he chases her out to the public of the street and then boom it it cuts out uh leaves on a cliffhanger you actually find out that he is a butterfly in the previous episode but this is the first time uh this is the first time a team member finds out that he's a butterfly so that's where we're at with uh peacemaker i don't know how many episodes there are i'm going to assume maybe it's going to be a shorter season like 8 Or 10 episodes, but I'm really hooked. I cannot wait for this Wednesday to watch Peacemaker and uh, enjoy it, especially after I'm gonna have to watch The Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) Because I don't have, uh, I don't exactly have the best of feelings going into that show. Overall, this has been a really good show. Awesome action, blood, guts, all that stuff. If you like the Suicide Squad film by James Gunn, you'll like this. If you like his older stuff like Slither, you'll like this. And if you just need something that harkens back to a a early 2000s, mid 2000s kind of James Gunn, definitely watch this. You'll enjoy it. Um, it might quote unquote trigger some people for the basic fact of uh, it leans into oh everything's so political correct bullshit 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 which sometimes when shows do that it's not done very well but James Gunn actually does it he 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 knows how to 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 to, to press that button but not cross the line. Uh, in my opinion, as far as like taking it too far. So, yeah. Go ahead and check it out. It's on HBO Max. And uh, overall, I'm thoroughly excited for the next episode. Now, last but not least, we are going to talk about the the film Nobody, uh, starring Bob Odenkirk. And... First of all, it's on HBO Max now. Uh, I kind of was interested in this movie when I saw the trailers of it being like John Wick, but not. And overall, that's exactly what this is. It is just a John Wick ripoff, but does it well. Has enough changes to make it interesting. Has a lot of similarities, though. But overall, it was very entertaining in the... Kind of like a... a, Just a, a typical action film, like a... A straight-up, like, 80s, you know, how you had, like, that chain of, like, uh, a chain of, like, you know, action films like Substitute Teacher, Death Wish, all that other bullshit. It's very much in that vein, but in a modern setting with modern storytelling. Bob Odenkirk plays a quote-unquote nobody who just is in the at this point in his life in the monotony of day in day out which we can all identify in they show it by essentially replaying the same like six scenes or I should say five scenes for uh excuse me for like uh every day uh occurrences for every day of the week and it just keeps flashing faster and faster showing how just like months go by um but you kind of then start realizing that he has something, you know, a little bit darker to him. Uh, essentially, his house gets broken into. And you it starts showing like, you know, these like Sherlock Holmes, like, you know, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes of like, oh, there's nothing in the chamber. Oh, there's persons wearing it, having to tattoo without being like the inner voice dialogue for most of it. And it, you know, that's kind of like what sparks this. He then essentially does nothing about it. The robbers leave. Everyone's disappointed to him. And that just makes him crack because he knew he could have, he knows he could have done something. So he goes on a tirade trying to find these two uh, robbers and then finds out that, well, shit, they had a sick kid and they were just literally trying to look for something to pay medical bills for their, their sick, dying infant child so he leaves that and then basically is just looking for an excuse to fuck somebody up he comes across he's on the bus because that's part of the joke he right takes the bus every day and takes the bus around um <clears throat> these russian dudes crash a car right next to the bus get out and basically get onto the bus All trash and start harassing a girl. And that is literally the excuse that he needs to whoop some ass. He's a little rusty though. Kind of like they do in John Wick. He gets his ass kicked a little bit. But overall wins the fight. Puts a dude into a coma. And what I can appreciate about this is like. He has some control. And like to the point of like he just straight up doesn't kill people. Um, Like. Like Keanu's character, John Wick. Uh, but overall, like I said, he put ends up putting this one dude in a coma. Turns out that dude's like the brother to a Russian mobster who is basically the bookkeeper slash courier for the Russian mob for all of the mob's money. Um, and I guess it like rotates, but it's his years to like control it and make sure that it's in safe hands, et cetera, et cetera. Which comes into play later. Anyways he finds out his brother is in a coma. Even though he doesn't like his brother. He obviously has to. Seek revenge and go after the dude. Turns out. Bob Odenkirk drops his fucking. His fucking uh, Metro card. That's how he tracks him down. Now Bob Odenkirk's character has. A family. Two, 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 uh, uh uh Two kids. And a wife. And so there's a little more at stake here, as far as that is concerned, and they kind of play into that with uh, the Russian sending a bunch of killers his way. He puts his family into the basement, which is like an actual safety room, and um, and and then just a, a take of the John Wick house scene happens, but within his house. And except for he get, ends up getting kidnapped at the end and he's in the car. He ends up escaping the car uh, by uh, basically causing it to rip by breaking down or kicking down the back seat uh, to where the trunk is located and spraying them with a, a, a fire extinguisher, flips the car, whatever. And then this thing happens that happens throughout the movie after this, which is you start getting this backstory story. Of what Bob Odenkirk's character did uh, for, for the government, which he was an auditor. Basically, that means he went in, took care of all the loose ends, anything that they had to keep off the books, he would take care of, essentially. So... What's funny, though, is like the dude's pinned up against the the truck and he's he's slowly bleeding out and he's telling this. And then the guy actually ends up fucking dying before he finishes telling him his backstory. And that's kind of a thing throughout the film now is like, oh, these guys are on the edge of death. He's given the more backstory of like who he is as a person. And then when he looks around, they're 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 completely dead. And it's kind of funny that way. Appropriate that I'd be drinking vodka on this episode dealing, uh, with, uh, a movie dealing about the Russian mob. Um, Christopher Lloyd's his dad. Uh, he plays like a retired FBI agent who you think is kind of like not all there, but turns out he's just really fucking bored with his life because towards the end, there's a big action scene with him and, uh. His stepbrother, who's played by RZA, who is always in communications with him via like an old radio because RZA's in hiding for some reason unexplained. The difference between John Wick, another difference is like the lore that's established in this movie is Black Ops, Pentagon shit. So it's more tangible versus John Wick does a wonderful job explaining the lore. Or or giving you enough lore to where you're excited about it with like the assassins, like, you know, um, the, the, the assassin, like a uh, backstory, this hidden underworld. This is more tangible in the fact of like, oh, it's the Russian mob. Oh, he was like black ops CIA kind of blah, blah, blah. Uh, more real world uh, stuff that you can identify with essentially in a way, kind of making it more believable. Now, the action is not as good as the the John Wick because it's not done by the guys who did the raid. But it's still enjoyable enough. A lot of jump cuts. A little bit of shaky cam. Um, But what do you expect when some of the action scenes literally involve Bob Odenkirk, Christopher Lloyd, or RZA? Like Like, you're not going to have... Uh, the training that like they they put Keanu through for John Wick, it's still fun. It's still enjoyable. Uh, I love the main character. He does a great job of just like I'm fed up with this bullshit. Uh, not brooding, not as brooding and serious. There's a more lightheartedness to him. Uh, so it definitely leans into the humor more. Um, than John Wick. I don't know. Take a shot every time I say "fucking John Wick." Or compare this movie to John Wick during this review, or thoughts on. You're probably trashed by now, or will be soon. Anyhow, um, overall, it's a good movie. I definitely think if you have a Saturday night, like free, just watch it. the The climax is uh, takes place in his uh job at his job uh which is like a factory um for like i don't know like uh i think welding or something and what he does is he pulls a home alone where he goes to the bad guy's place basically lures him in or goats them into coming into this place and he has all these booby chats set up but when he gets there christopher lloyd and Riza's there And they help him out. And so, like, you know, Christopher Lloyd's going around with fucking shotguns, moving all slow as hell. I'm like, dude, there's no way that guy would actually survive. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's it's noticeably, it's noticeably, like, he's slower moving, like, he's, you know, he's kind of like a tank. Like, if you play video games, he's a tank character because he's just rocking around with fucking shotguns, just fucking blasting people left and right. Um, but yeah. And then Riz is like the sniper. Um, he's sniping people out. He has a cool, he has a cool hallway fight scene with the sniper rifle up close. Uh, I did enjoy that. Of course, like I said, the booby traps are good and it basically ends with, uh, Bob Kirk's character, uh, essentially finding that balance of doing work and, and managing uh, his uh, doing work as in his wet work. His, his older way of life. And managing a family life which brings him a lot more joy. Him and his wife rekindle their love. The kids are you know blah blah blah. It actually sets it up for a sequel. Which I would actually be gun ho for to see a sequel to this. I would really think I would enjoy it. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know how it performed at the box office. It was released during COVID. So... Who knows? But definitely check it out. It's on HBO Max or you can, you know, just rent it on demand. Uh, Overall, I would say it's a, I don't know, 3.8 out of a 5 if we're giving it a rating. It's uh, just good, good overall fun. Just dumb, dumb fun. So, yeah, check it out. And that does it for this episode of Stream Talk Repeat. I'm your host, RJ. Be sure to follow us on, follow us, follow me on Instagram at Stream Talk Repeat, the podcast. And if you're into like musician lifestyle channels or you're a musician yourself, into guitar demos, things like that, be sure to check me out at TeleTalks, both on YouTube and Instagram. And if you want to follow my personal Instagram, you can. I don't really post there often, but you can. And it's just RJ Smith. That is A-R-E-J-A-Y Smith. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in me starting like a Discord chat so we can have a dialogue or a Facebook group or Facebook chat, let me know, guys, and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye.